welcome to Breaking the Good Girl Cage podcast with your host, me, Camille. This is a special, safe and sacred space to inspire you to break out of your cage. Any limiting beliefs, patterns of playing small and not living in alignment with your highest potential so that instead you can gain the confidence to create the life you truly want. A life that's authentic to you, where you're sharing your voice, gifts and light with the world. Join me on this podcast as I share guidance, inspirational stories and tools to help you on your unique path. I can't wait to connect with you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome to a new episode. This is your host speaking, Camille, or Camille, if you are French and you resonate with the French pronunciation of my name. So I'm so grateful that you are here. Today, I have a really special guest interview to share with you. And I thought I would begin the episode by asking you to reflect on a question. So I wondered if you ever feel like you live life on autopilot. So for example, you might feel like some of your days are spent moving from one thing to the next quite quickly and you get to the end of the day feeling quite exhausted, but when you try to recall what you've done, some parts feel a bit like a blur and you don't actually quite remember. Or perhaps you've ever had the experience of driving from one place to the next and realizing that you just didn't really pay attention to where you were going and you kind of were literally driving on autopilot. Well, if you've answered yes to that question, to any of those questions, then know that you are not alone and know that you are exactly in the right place for today's episode. So today you will get the chance to listen to an interview I had with a transformational and holistic coach. Her name is Lena. She's also a dear friend of mine. And in this conversation, we speak about how to stop living life on autopilot so that you can instead become a conscious creator of your life. So we speak about a number of things in the episode and so I thought I would give you a little summary to get you excited about what is coming up. So in the episode we chat about how a rock bottom can be the biggest trigger for change, how to move beyond a victimhood story and become a conscious co-creator of your life. So Lena has actually really incredible and moving story about how she was able to shift her mindset from living in that state of feeling like a victim and, and how she was able to actually change that and become a creator of her own life. And she's got a... Uh, yeah moving story about that and 
growing up in really challenging socio-economic circumstances in Colombia. So listen out for her story. We also speak about how listening to the whispers of your soul can help you to begin making changes in your life. Lena shares how she utilizes nature therapy as a tool to reconnect back to our inner sacredness and reconnect to nature. The power of having a morning ritual, the importance of filling your own cup when you want to be of service to the world. And ultimately, Lena shares how we can collectively begin to live more consciously within ourselves, with each other and with nature so that we can have a more sustainable and joyful future. So as always, I've included some episode resources that we mentioned in the episode in the show notes. And lastly, I thought I would begin to share some journaling prompts for you to have something to take away from each episode. So I'm going to share those journaling prompts at the end of the episode. And perhaps it's something you want to, yeah, take home with you and reflect, maybe journal upon before you go to bed tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, Yeah, so look out for those. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I know I certainly did, and I think you're going to find it very, very helpful. Without further ado, let us listen to this beautiful interview with a really special person, Lena. Okay, welcome everybody. I am so excited to be here with Lena, who is a dear friend of mine. Well, you're not here in person, but we're doing a recording uh, online and it's very, very special um, to have you here with me. So thank you, Lena, for joining me on this podcast. I, I really look forward to chatting with you and to letting everyone know um, a little bit more about you and um, yeah, and some of the things that helped you on your journey. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Kami. I'm so happy to be here and so grateful to you for having me. Thank you. And um, I um, I felt like I was thinking before recording this um, about uh, the story of how I actually met you. I think I mentioned it to you, but I don't remember if I told you the full story and I thought it was actually quite a cool story and a little bit of a um, kind of like, you know, those synchronicity moments that happen in life that are like, whoa, that we're just meant to meet. Um, and so I thought I would share this story. So I was, we, I was living in Byron Bay where you currently live as well. And I, I was, I had a really nice dinner with a friend, and we were walking on the street. And in Byron, there's often some really nice live music, uh, which is really cool, like people performing on the streets. And then um, we met this guy who was also like a musician and breath work uh, practitioner, a really nice guy. And um, I just was really interested in him. I thought he was like, had such a nice energy. And I was so funny. I was on Instagram and I 
I was looking at him and then he shared something about you. And I was like, and then I started to look at you on your Instagram profile. It's funny how that happens nowadays. But I remember just getting <laughs> such a nice vibe from you and feeling like, oh, like I'd love to meet this person. And also because at the time I was feeling quite lonely, I remember feeling a little bit like, oh, I'd love to be meeting some more people and some people that, you know, resonate with my journey, resonate with me. And then the craziest thing, I was working back at my old job and then you literally walked in the door because you were going for an interview I think or you had just started or something and I was like oh my god this is so weird I actually know like I I I, I kind of know about you I'd love to see you and so it was weird and it was just like <laughs> I was like it was just so meant to be and then from there we started just connecting and and chatting and yeah and becoming closer and closer so yeah <laughs> I thought it was it quite was a so cool beautiful. story yeah, it's yeah. So funny. I think you told me a little bit about it. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, this stalker. <laughs> and then we became such good friends and I loved it. I loved your um, your beautiful energy and vulnerability and all what you share is really wise. So I was like, oh, she's funny and smart. I was like, okay, she's going to be my friend, my stalker friend. <laughs> so funny. Her. Yeah. Um, so if... For the people that not, you know, don't know much about you and who you are and all the beautiful things that you share with the world, could you just give us a little bit of an introduction? Um, yeah, about who you are and what brings you joy. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, so I am a yoga teacher, um, but also um, I'm a holistic coach. Um, and I feel like we are in this... Um, beautiful world of healing and self-development and growth and self-love and all of these it's just I, I feel like we all know a little bit about everything and then um, somehow we we manage to learn these amazing tools but at the end I feel like um, each of us we have like something different that is I guess that it comes from our story and from what helped us um, heal like in my case for example what I love doing um, is sharing uh, my journey of healing and uh, this journey of coming back home um, and that's what I teach uh, and I use different tools like coaching and yoga and meditation and nature therapy we will talk a little bit more about it but um, I feel like the tools are really powerful and I'm very like grateful for them. But I guess it's more than that is um, sharing this journey to come back home. That's how I call it. Right. And um, I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's what I love sharing. And what brings me joy is to um, understand and accept this messy life that that we all experience but it is so beautiful at the same time so it's um i guess loving accepting and being with this messiness right <laughs> and at the same time with so much um love and and also darkness and also yeah mm. light there is so much in this journey but this is what i love um 
guiding others into and yeah, stepping out of the autopilot, being more conscious, because I think that that for me was when all started, when I realized that I was in autopilot completely, 100%. I was like, oh my yeah. God, a walking zombie, but yeah. 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 Thank you so much for saying that. I feel you so much. And it's, isn't it crazy? It's like this realization and I'm still having it today. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, I've just been in total autopilot, in total, you know, reactive mode, in total, mm. um, yeah, uh, yeah, just kind of disconnection, just um, survival mode, I guess, uh, mm. of the, you know, we'll wish, you know, the, the whole, I guess, the conditioning, the way we've learned to kind of, I guess, survive in the world. And then I'm like, whoa. And then I catch myself with the tools and I'm able to come back to my presence and to my body. And then I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is what it feels like. Mm. So, yeah, um, I'd love to hear more about where you've come from because I know mm -hmm. a little bit and I just am amazed about you and who you are as a person. Um, but I'm curious to hear a little bit about, yeah, where you were born and where you grew up and perhaps any values that were passed on to you uh, some of them were maybe helpful some of them were not so helpful but any kind of anything you want to share about your yeah your childhood and what brought you into this world yeah thank you yeah so um i i grew up in colombia um in um a smaller town like compared to australia <laughs> that small towns are really small but it's like a two million <laughs> people <laughs> town um and back then when um i'm 35 now so back then um the 80s and the 90s um that was a really difficult time uh, for my country it was really really violent and um I remember um, I grew up in fear, like there was a lot of fear around my family and in my family. And um, you know this, but I, um, I, I love sharing uh, my story and, and what it represents to me and, what, and why am I here now? It's just, it is so important. And um, when my dad was killed and my mom literally, she was just left on this that on the street that sounds a little bit dramatic but it's the truth like because of um of greed and money and all of these issues that we experience as humans um she was just like completely out on the streets but because of like our grandparents my mom's grandparents we were able to like like find a helping hand and like okay now we can live with them and in back then we were able to live with them and but it was also messy and violent so I, I, I kind of think about myself uh, being so fearful when I was little and in my childhood. And um, I guess, yeah, my mom, she did her best. She's the most amazing woman in the world, so strong and powerful. But like, I guess raising two children by herself without the help of like, you know, not even my dad's family because they just, um, because of, as I said, greed, they just like thought that, other things were more important, but anyway, so um, the thing is, I remember myself being so fearful and being like, just almost hidden 
all, all my childhood and uh and i just thought that the world was that it was just like oh my god if i leave my house i'm just gonna be completely um in danger right so it was kind of i guess this journey what i what i what i mean with this gro growing back um in a beautiful country like i i don't want to say that is such a a bad or horrible country at all is such a beautiful country uh that the people are amazing and warm and and really beautiful but at the same time with a lot a lot of socio um socioeconomic issues so it's like it's so different to growing up i guess in other countries like australia or like um yeah any other developed countries that of course they also have their issues but i guess our issues are a little bit different um and so for me it was like living in survival and stress mode until i was yeah until i was um i guess maybe 15 or something like that when i started kind of like um being aware a bit more about myself but anyway so it was just it was such um interesting childhood and like i guess our basic needs were not met and like you know, like even like having money issues and like, um, yeah, um, safety issues. So I guess that was such a like um, traumatic thing in, 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 in a sense that that it took me a while, like it took me years to to heal and to come back to that uh, peace and trust and 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 yeah, trust in life. And that I guess that's that's what happened uh but i don't want to make this like a bummer story but yeah is it it was kind of my background it's beautiful background powerful woman that i was raised by and i guess that also helped me to like overcome anything right but yeah that's it wow <laughs> thank you so much for sharing it's it's a wow it's a profound story and yeah, it's um, it's I noticed our generation. Um, there's a lot of when we look back on mm. on the generations before us, and I guess that reality for many people, and it's a reality for many people still today of the basic needs and the basic safety, mm. and how that then impacts us. And sometimes I actually catch myself, and I feel like so privileged, and I'm like. It's kind of crazy to I don't understand that I like the fact that I have the privilege to have you know food on my table and a home and not be worried about you know uh, bombs or anything and then other people don't and it mm. and then that's why I think some of the concepts um, some of the yoga philosophies help me and I guess just trusting in I guess what we can then do um, and how we can contribute with the privilege that we have to to, to contribute but I'd love to hear you mentioned that 15 years old, you started to kind of realize that, that you had been living in survival mode. Is that, yeah. what happened? Was it like, did you, yeah, how, how did you start to realize that? I, well, I guess a little bit older than that, but I, that's such a good question because I, what happened was like, I was very um, attached to my story. Um 
from a place not of like um, awareness and like, okay, um, I could be better from this. I could transform, I could overcome, I could grow, but I was just so attached to um, the victimization part of my story that I I kind of hold, held into it. I was just so, I couldn't let go of that, mm. of that story. And then because of that, I, I thought that because I was a victim or, or whatever, I thought that I could just do whatever I wanted. I, I, I just, I was, I wasn't conscious. So I, I realized that even, um, I know I wasn't like a bad person or anything like that, but I was just so unconscious of myself, of myself and others. I was just like doing whatever, just making these wrong um, decisions and actions. And I was just, completely disconnected and disassociated and and I felt like maybe took me between like 15 and 18 years old that I started seeing my results in life that I was like what is wrong what am Mm. I what is happening with my life why do I have so really bad results you know in my relationships in the relationship with myself in like life in general and I and I guess because of that um emptiness within um because of uh feeling uh, lonely and feeling completely sad and not loving myself at all i thought there must be something and i guess that's when my journey of yoga started and i think that's when that little bit of awareness um came to my life like oh okay wait a minute am i the co-creator of my life am i the creator um, of this life and if i am conscious if i act consciously instead of in autopilot as we talked before things change completely it's incredible but i feel like when we are in autopilot it's like what we bring into our lives obviously is not conscious it's just comes from yeah, from other <laughs> things that we don't want, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I think sometimes it's in those kind of low points or in this kind of repetition of like things not going so well, perhaps like feeling like, you know, hang on a second, like why is this keeps happening? Like, why do I feel this way? What is this? It could be, it could show up in different ways. It could be, for example, patterns at work. Like, why do I Mm. always feel like I'm there, you know, till midnight working my ass off and I don't feel recognized? Or why do I always feel like the same people break up with me, like the same pattern? Or, you know, why do I always run out of money or whatever it is? And then, like, sometimes it's like after a few blows, we start to be like, okay, like, is there something else, you know? And so I guess that's that's the journey of breaking out of the good girl cage. And, of course, that's a metaphor as well. For, I guess breaking out of what you were mentioning, those autopilot behaviors and, you know, in the more spiritual sense, the kind of the, the ego, the karma, where we want to move more towards our purpose, our adharma, and really embody what we're supposed to be embodying from the higher energy. And so... Um, I'd love to hear what then started 
oh yeah how did you then start to shift things I mean when I think when I look at you now I'm like whoa like how <laughs> was it by teaching learning yoga like I'd love to hear a little bit yeah more about that that shift for you I remember um maybe when when I was about 18 or 19 that I don't know I think like we are always um supported and held somehow this is something I didn't know back then but you know in your heart when something starts calling you and then it calls you to to different places and different like people or situations or anything and I think I was so supported even though I was feeling completely lonely and depressed and uh, yeah I was like really really sad within um something in my heart was like go to a yoga class <laughs> and I was like okay but go to a yoga class go to this studio and I was like okay it's just you know I was completely disassociated drinking a lot um having really toxic relationships and just really bad everything bad and um and I and then I was like okay I'm just gonna go to a yoga class to see if this can give me any peace you know and then I started with Satyananda yoga but then in Colombia and then and for me, every time I went there, um, I was every time I went and I left the place, I was just feeling this immense peace that I was like, okay, there must be something about this, right? There must be something about this yoga <laughs> because this is this is incredible, and that and it's and I guess um, what happened was like I started seeing the results, and then I and Satyananda yoga this was like how many years ago, so many years ago, and they they teach yoga nidra as well. And I felt that for me, that was so powerful. Like somehow I started reprogramming myself and my subconscious through yoga nidra this 15 years ago. Like, And, and I was just like, wow, okay, this is... Um, this is incredible. I started seeing things like that things I mean, results in my life, right? Like actual results. But um, and I'm not saying this is from one, one day to the other, it took me ages, but <laughs> it took me years. But but I guess through that, I said, Okay, I'm gonna start a meditation course. And then I did um, transpersonal meditation course back then when I was 20 or something. And that's how I kind of dove in I was just like completely in this journey back and even though working um in corporate at doing my life and my jobs and the things that I needed to do to survive and to you know make a living um I never left yoga like I I you know I I had some cycles and I was just in and out with all my unconsciousness of course but still it was there in the back of my mind. It was in my heart somehow. And and I just kept going and kept coming back to it. And I think that's how I realized about our power, the power of choosing our lives. I thought when I was little that I wasn't, um, what is the word that I, that I didn't have a choice? Um, so, but then I realized that I did have a choice somehow, right? And, and I was like, wow, okay, this is such a powerful tool. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that's how it started, like just a shift in seeing the results, I guess, that then I was, okay, yeah. there's something here. Yeah. Wow. 
That's so magical. I and and when you mentioned, there's a few things I wanted to unpack here. Firstly, when you described going into the yoga class and then coming out and just feeling like, oh, there's something in there. I just resonate with that so much because in my journey, I was also in autopilot, just just kind of going by and I started going to yoga classes after work. I remember it was the last class on the schedule because it's the one I could make. And I would walk out and I would just kind of like feel lighter. And sometimes I would actually start wanting to skip. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, it's like, I haven't felt any lightness in so long. Like, and it's like, whoa, this is again, and this is like that, that, that what you mentioned, this feeling of home, it's actually what we are always present within, but because of the circumstances, because of the things and, and different, yeah, factors, we don't connect with that anymore and so we start to when we do get a glimpse of it through a yoga class or something like that or a moment in nature it's like and then it's like okay let's go in and in and in but what I think is really powerful what you shared is that you started to realize that you had the power to change things and that also you were kind of responsible it was like a Mm co-creation and that's the thing that I started to realize as well that uh yeah we can play our life as a victim which of course it's not to uh you know not uh, underestimate the word not yes mm. not to underestimate what we've gone through or not to uh acknowledge mm. and uh see and 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 yeah acknowledge what that we are a victim in some sense mm. however do we want to then keep living our life from that place or for me what's helped me and i think you might explore if you feel like sharing more about that. But for me, I started to realize, yeah, that concept of um, the universe, you know, is always actually showing you what you need to to learn to actually expand into your highest potential, into your higher self. And so when we see it that way, when we choose, yeah, okay, perhaps we have chosen these circumstances so we can actually realize and transform and evolve and then come back into a higher state of, of consciousness. And that's kind of part of our purpose. Then we start to see things as part of our, our life and we can then choose to, yeah, really consciously decide how we want to move forward. And, and that's powerful and it takes, yeah, it takes responsibility and it's hard at first to be like, I'm not a victim <laughs> so. or like, or to be like, yeah, I'm going to change things. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess it, the, that's beautiful what you shared because I, I guess the, the biggest um, trigger for change is when like you're almost rock bottom and then you're like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't live like this anymore. And then it's like, which it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like, it, it did happen to me, but it shouldn't be that way for other people. And um, and I feel like we deserve and we can't live that beautiful, happy, joyful life we all deserve. We, of course, ebbs and flows and ups and downs, of course, that's normal. But mainly... Um, happy and fulfilled and loving and you know beautiful life but what i wanted to say is like i i totally agree with you it's such um it's such a powerful thing to just knowing we can um choose and we can acknowledge as well our story and our our stories are powerful that our stories are important and 
and they are here to show us the path, you know, the path to come back home, as you said. And yeah, I think that's what it is. And it, and is how do I take this challenge into an opportunity, not bypassing, not, as we said, I think you and me were, were so um, connected and we agree, like, like this not bypassing or spiritual bypass is like, okay, there is... There is um, situations in the world that um, that need to be need to change, and there are situations that are not right. But how, in my own life, I can take charge of what I can do and what I can, yeah, change or I guess control. Because we can't control many things, but yeah. we can act um, in some ways that will make our lives better. If that makes sense, but yeah. 100 percent thank you so much for saying that because that's that's really really important and that's the reality is that yeah sometimes the circumstances are tough Mm. and sometimes yeah you know there are marginalized groups Mm. there are states of oppressions and there's Mm. a lot of unfairness in the world Mm. and um however what can be helpful is to realize okay um i have power to change things Mm. and it's it's not of course like you said it's not like an overnight thing Mm. but um i was curious to know perhaps for you was there um a particular uh teacher you you mentioned the yoga studio that you went to but i was wondering if there was like um a particular teacher or maybe uh books that you read that started to really help you feel supported when you started to take your power and start to make real changes in your life just curious yeah that's a that's that's great because oh my god if I think about all the (laughs) that was so long ago but I think I started reading the books of Satyananda Satyananda yoga and like his teachings and like all that lineage of yoga and that helped me so much to start in the yoga path and it's not that i'm still following that lineage but um it was like a little bit of awakening for me and then i think the one that has been in my life for years and I, it comes and goes it's so funny but eckhart and i know it sounds cliche but i think when i read the power of now years ago for me that was wow okay this is um this is incredible and um um and I didn't know about presence. I didn't know about anything, right? And and still, I don't know about anything. But back then, for me, it was such a um, an amazing book, it's such a eye opening book. I loved it. And and I guess it sounds, um, yeah, it sounds like everyone read it, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is my awakening." But um, it is. <laughs> it is a basic, but it's amazing. Um, yeah. And the autobiography of a yogi as well back then was kind of the one that um, helped me a lot and seeing his story and um, it's very uh, admirable. Is that is that how you spell it? <laughs> admirable. Yeah, I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what, I, the Parvna was my my book as well. <laughs> I know. And you know what's really funny? I don't know yeah. if you feel the same, but. It's like I read it and I think I also feel like there's something in the energy of that work. And even Eckhart Tolle, he talks about it. He's like, you might not fully get this, mm. but just kind of stick with it all. And it's so the thing is, 
I feel like you said as well, it's like, you know, when you start to get pulled, like your heart starts to tell mm. you whispers. Like for you, you said you had that feeling to go to the yoga class and then, then we start to get a feeling, I'm going to read this book and it's our soul starting to be, I guess we are having a, a glimpse of moment where we actually can listen to it instead of being an autopilot. And so in that moment, we can finally hear our, our voice, our, our soul, our heart, whatever we want to connect with it, and it guides us to do something. And, yeah, and, and then what's really funny is at the time I was reading it, I probably was so disconnected. And then it's like I read it again, and then slowly by slowly, it's almost like maybe years later I'm like, ah. Like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the same. It's like, oh, my God, okay, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to get this a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even yeah, not even 100%, but a little. Yeah. And it's an evolution. Yeah. But um I I I know that for both of us nature has played a big role in I guess being a a living manifestation of that energy, of that pure essence, that beautiful consciousness, that purity, that softness. So I was curious to hear about yeah, about your journey with nature and I know that you do nature therapy mm. so maybe anything you feel like sharing about that of course so um so nature therapy uh that's such an amazing thing like uh, well before that before actually getting certified in nature therapy when I was little I guess as a as, as a coping mechanism and as a like um, my mom of course trying to um, give us a little bit of like peace and freedom and like not not only like being at home scared of like the safety and our crazy um, country I just laugh a little bit now because it's like oh my god that was so, so crazy but at the same time what my mom did was taking us into little trips into the jungle into nature uh, we went camping we, we did like a little bit of things and I know it was from her um, disassociation kind of thing but what that did to me was so powerful because we stayed for days and like in the jungle, we stayed for days with indigenous, we stayed for days doing amazing things that I don't think parents do that much, in, I guess, in my country or in the countries um, like in South America. But in Australia, people are very outdoorsy and I know they do that a lot, but not in Colombia. So that was such a powerful thing my mom did with me like okay let's go and let's be with nature let's go camping let's go on adventures and that stick with me like that was like okay I love nature I can't I feel safe in nature I feel at peace and that connection um, made me also uh, realize about how everything is sacred no it's like wow I think my spirituality it, it was of course a mix between yoga and nature connection because I, what I, what I saw, like it was just magic, no, just even a sunrise or sunset, or for me it was just this is just magical, and and I think that process of awakening consciousness, which we're still we're still in the, in the process, we haven't finished, but um, <laughs> um, I feel like what it did to me was like I need to take care of these magical place we live in and need to be conscious of these and I think my relationship shift um, in terms of how I, I was behaving with nature how I was behaving with myself and others it, it did something to me I think my mom didn't even know about this I think I have to tell her because I don't think she knows but 
she she helped me um to connect deeply with this sacredness of nature since i was so little and i'm so grateful for it like and and i think that's why when i came to australia when i left my corporate life and um i came here because of nature like of course in my country there's beautiful nature and beautiful places but i guess I wanted to live abroad. I wanted to experience something else. And here everyone said, the nature in Australia, you're going to die. You're going to love it. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. And then, oh my God, I was so, yeah, surprised about the beauty of this country. It's, it's incredible. But anyway, so that's how I said, okay, I love healing uh, modalities. I love different therapies. I love something um that is related to nature and that's how I discovered um, nature therapy. And um, I did that in Melbourne and it was awesome. Um, it was a little bit more corporate kind of thing, but um, I started changing and incorporating what I learned in that with mindfulness, with yoga and with other different tools. So, um, I do that sometimes. I take groups of people into nature and to live these experiences. And it's so amazing. It's just because I said, I need to share this with people. Like this is, it's just waking up and seeing the sunrise. Just, it, it's, I mean, it heals me. I don't know if that, if it does for you, but it heals me. But yeah. 100% for me too. That's just so, so beautiful. Um, what, yeah, I didn't know that you had those moments when you were younger with your mom. That's so beautiful she did that. Maybe it was as well for her, her intuition, like that, like, you know, that's that safe place. And actually, um, I don't know if you know the work of Shalina Ayana. Uh, yeah, I love her book. Yeah. Becoming yeah. the One. I love mm. her work. I just love um, this woman. <laughs> I think yeah, she does amazing. really powerful, really profound work. And in the book, um, She's, there's a section when she talks about nature and she also talks about how, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, we are in this deep healing phase and we might not have the human support. For example, parents not there or friends or family. Just, you know, we can feel really lonely. And that's I think that's, you know, we all feel lonely at some point, I think, in our journey. Perhaps, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I think it's quite a common experience, especially when we start to really uh yeah look at our lives and start to make a change and there's that feeling of like oh and yeah i think he, uh, nature can be very healing and very nurturing and provide that kind of like that mother universal energy when you sit mm -hmm. under a tree when you look at the sunrise when you go swimming in the ocean when you see animals like pets even or animals it's just so beautiful and warm and I think what's really powerful with you and I've seen through the work that you've done and through what you share and whenever we have conversations, you and I, is that you help us realize that nature is giving us a lot so we can give back to nature by, oh, I just got shivers saying this because I think especially mm -hmm. now it's so important looking after nature. And I actually had moments where I was realizing, oh my God, like almost feeling so bad, not, not almost feeling so bad. And it's true. Like I, of the moments when I haven't been looking after nature, 
from of course it wasn't intentional but it was from this disassociation place which but the fact is yeah just not respecting nature you know through the choices that i made so it's this process of yeah of, of honoring nature because it's so important so sacred and it's part of us yeah yeah and we're part of her and we yeah and i know it sounds very spiritual but <laughs> we are yeah we're one with it and i, I think if we connect more with it, reconnect is the word. If we reconnect more with it, then we realize that more. And it doesn't mean that I'm perfect or we're perfect. I still do so many like shitty things that sometimes I'm like, oh, why am I so lazy? I should, you know, like things that I do that I remember, okay, we're looking after her. We need to take care of her. Just, it's okay, but do it better next time, right? <laughs> yes. And it's like, okay, I'll do. <laughs> and um, so it's, it is okay. It is okay um, that we bring awareness and we do our best. And we can start from so little as well at home. And I think all of this happened, honestly, um, in Australia. In, since I came here, I was like, okay. Um, I didn't think like this before. So I understand the process as well of people, like how... Um, they might not be as conscious in like, okay, uh, I don't know what to do. Like uh, maybe I'm doing my best and maybe it's a lack of connection to nature. I, I don't know. I, I wonder sometimes like what is it that it is um, difficult sometimes to take care of nature. And um, and I guess it's, it's just we're so disconnected and in our phones or in our computers all the time. And um I guess that's what it is and so yeah I think so I feel mm. that I feel like whenever I'm really too much on my computer and 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 in a survival state or um dis yeah disconnected from my essence from my heart then I feel like I'm too busy for anything and I'm too busy to properly you know, wash the container and put it in the recycling exactly, bin. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We've all I done it. The other, the other day I did that and I was like, damn it, I should have washed it. That's so and, you know, yeah. I also believe in that compassion and, you know, it's, it's. I mean, sometimes also in our generation, it's, I think sometimes I felt like so overwhelmed by the state of the world mm. that it's like I can just go into this complete shutdown where I'm like, oh, my goodness, because that's the reality as well. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, like, whew, like <laughs> that's not going to help either. So it's like little step by little step and starting to listen to my body and what do I need to come back to state of presence. Mm -hmm. and, and then that then, you know, creates a ripple effect. Um, and so I was wondering, I, I know that um, you, I believe that you have a, a like a morning ritual or maybe it's a, it doesn't have to be every morning, but do you have something that you do to help you uh, in today, like in, you know, nowadays in your current life to, to help you come back to alignment and to help you, yeah, cultivate that? that yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do have um, a morning ritual. Um, um, I love it. And I think it's, it's very simple. And I, as Kami said, I, I feel like, it doesn't have to be every day or it doesn't have to be one way or the other, but what resonates to us. And I think it's such a powerful thing to do. Um, 
for me, for example, is watching the sunrise and doing a bit of breath work and meditation and a bit of stretching. And if I have time, journaling. <laughs> I know because it can be. Um, or, or what I do sometimes is leaving the journaling for uh, the end of the day, the day uh, before bed. So I guess oh, that's for me. That for me has been incredible. Like I can't say in words how much. I could have no. I could only honestly say um, that I think all my healing journey <laughs> goes back to that, to that little practice in the morning. Um, more than anything else, like even even all the therapy I've done, even all these things I've done, I think that is my most precious, most sacred, most special place to be. Like to be honest, and. Um, and that's why, yeah, I really recommend that to everyone to find their own little practice, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's five breaths in the morning, whatever it is, um, it is really powerful. Yeah. I think you do the same, no? Yes, absolutely. Mm. I, I agree. Uh, I have the same. And now it's become, it's become part of me. And I think I just was thinking as you were speaking, um, as well as as women and I think um, women we actually remember I did this woman's circle and I talked mm. about the energy of the feminine being uh, a re receptive energy um, and we had a really great discussion with the other women about how often actually we find ourselves in the giving 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 and uh, when and I remember you said this that was so powerful I think so many women were just like listening to you like we were like whoa <laughs> And it was like, wow, like, yeah, you said that you just like really fill your cup up in the morning through that ritual. And of course, again, it's not like every day is perfect. Like, oh God, <laughs> I didn't say that. Wow, I think, yeah, I, think I, I, remember, yeah. I remember you had an impact that women's circle. You really <laughs> said so. it was really special. But it's beautiful that you reminded me that because I was like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. We fill our cups first to be able to give to others. Yeah. And. And you and I had experienced uh, being in the Northern Rivers uh, when we, there was this mm. devastating floods uh, earlier last year, actually one year ago now, but this time last year, full on, really, really big. And I really feel mm. for everybody, any, every, every being, every animal and human and just nature that was affected. And gosh, it was such a, such a journey to, 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 yeah experience that and navigate that and I think you and I also were talking about that we in the mornings we would wake up and all we would want to do is just like help and I remember you and your partner was just so beautiful and you were just there on the grounds so giving and I think that's just magical and that's part of the service and that's part of what you know we're here to do on earth is to be a service to others and then also knowing how we can then refill our cup and how in the mornings if we don't you know, honor ourselves, then we're going to just completely deplete ourselves. And then we're not going to be able to actually support anybody. So that's a big lesson. Um, and I think a lot of women in men or whatever gender you identify with will probably feel that. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. Thank you for sharing that. And we forget, it's like, um, forget to fill our cups first and 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 i feel that's why we feel um, as you said depleted or our our energy is so precious like our energy is very important and 
I feel like our energy and taking care of our of that of that energy is really really important um, to be able to give that light to others as we said like it's just we can't because what I feel in this world is um, without any judgment at all because I've been there and I, I am there so many times as well still but what I feel is um, we go through to the world we go through the world in autopilot without taking care of our bodies ourselves our energy our mind and what we do is unconscious action and unconscious uh, and we take unconscious decisions so and this is what happens in the world is like we we get into these um fights with people conflict and and we don't care about nature we don't care about our health like if we're not even like doing that with ourselves and and i know this is a subject that it's yeah everyone talks about it but it is simple and is the truth it's like we cannot be um these zombies anymore we need to take care of ourselves and in that way we are able to take care of others absolutely and you know i i think in our world a lot of people talk about it but i think a lot of people still kind of haven't had the the opportunity to hear about this and and that's why this Hmm. really that's that's the real vision behind my my podcast is to inspire just to start to break out of that cage that cage being that state of zombiness of complete dissociation being in the cage (laughs) be like oh my god like why do I keep bumping against this wall so we were talking about because when we do that Hmm. we start to reconnect Hmm. and we start to then share that with the world and yeah, if we if we I, I feel that if more and more of us do that we can start to vibrate at a higher frequency and just be more mindful and more conscious. Um so yeah, I, I was actually curious, um I know I wanna be mindful of time, so not take too much of your time, but um I was curious to hear just a little bit if you resonate with that kind of good girl concept and Perhaps it showed mm. up maybe in your work or um, in your relationships and just wondering, um, yeah, like as, as this the good girl as being a, a mechanism to survive, you know, because that's, I guess, what we learned. Uh, so I was wondering if you have, yeah, if, if you connect with that and maybe what's helping you to, to come back to alignment or any story about you, you being in your good girl voice. <laughs> Oh my God, so many. And still, I think I really struggle with that um, nowadays. Um, And I think I've been struggling with that like my whole life, to be honest. But I guess, yeah, when when I was in a country that is a bit, um, that it has not a bit, like a lot of toxic masculinity and it is very like, um, like everyone has to write and and leave the same script, no? Like it's, this is the script. So you need to um, go to university, have this job, and then get married at 20-something, and then have babies and all of this. For me, that was like, I guess I started doing that as, you know, like the same university, having this job um, that paid good money and then but I was completely unhappy and then just yeah um really yeah doing bath to nature because this is just really bad jobs but anyway um the thing is I guess one day when 
I was just like living the life they told me to live. And it wasn't my mom or my family. I guess somehow there is some some influence, influence but it was the society. And, and I just kept living what they said I needed to live. And, and I just did it for so long, for so long, like maybe nine years of my life doing what they said I should do. And one day I just said, no, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And then I guess that's how I broke um, the good girl cage a little bit. But <laughs> still, I come back to we it. We all do. Yeah. You know, I leave it and then it's come back to it. It's a little bit better, a little bit. Yeah, but it's <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. Was that when you then moved to Australia? I think I started breaking the, the cage a little bit when I was when I went to India maybe in 2015 uh, that was 2015 I think when I was incorporate but my corporate so that was my first attempt so I quit corporate I went to India I went to travel around the world and then I ran out of money came back get got another corporate job <laughs> And then so I went back in into like, and then all of these, no, my mom and everyone, like and my mom's super scared because she never had money. So she was like, no, you really, really need to get this job to get some money. You cannot, you know, and I was like, okay, mom, you know, and then I came back to it until I decided to move to Australia. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it. brave. It's so beautiful and so brave to, to like, I just really want to acknowledge you and acknowledge anyone who feels like they've, they've taken that step to, because it is brave to say no to that financial security, especially when, yeah, let's, it's a reality as well. Like that's our basic, you know, the, the, we need it as much as, you know, <laughs> you and I think similar in the way we don't really um value a financial material as much as we used to but it has a huge part in our in our life still and to be like no I, this doesn't resonate with me anymore and also yeah it's because part of you yeah was being yeah um probably disrespected or it was just like constant kind of breach of boundaries in in different ways that you're like no more like I, this doesn't resonate this is not what aligns with my real values but it's brave so yeah, I really want to acknowledge you for that. Thank um, you. And you too. You're amazing. I feel like we and we all or we, we are all in these um incredible journeys. Um and I I wanna acknowledge everyone and even the people hearing the podcast and that is also that journey of like bravery, being being brave and, and stepping into the wilderness i think brené brown has one of of her books i can't remember if it's something getting into the wilderness i can't remember what's the name of the book but it's just like oh, uh, so powerful to be able to to acknowledge yourself and say i want to grow i want to be better i want to heal i want to become the best version of myself not not from a place of lack of because we're broken but the opposite no like coming back home again but it's just like just doing what we're doing like these um these work of what would be the word uh, yeah this work of just 
coming within, just healing, just um, learning and growing. Just it's really, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. brave. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's brave, mm. and mm. it's and it's it's building that trust as well. And I think that's also why I'm doing this is hearing you, hearing your story, seeing where you've come from, what you've done, and then being like, whoa, like it's inspirational. And it's also making you feel like, I hope, you know, for the beautiful people listening, if you're listening to this, you feel like, okay, like, yeah, you have this feeling like, yeah, I can do this too, because you can. Even the fact that you're here, you're listening to this means that you can and that you are doing it already. Mm. And as well, I think for both of us, we can agree that it's not about getting it perfect and, you know, straight away breaking out of every cage. And sometimes, yeah, that's the reality. We need to kind of go back to a job that doesn't feel 100%, mm. but it's little step by little step. And, and and who knows? There's no right one right way of doing it, but little steps following that intuition, that guidance, and really building that trust trust within yourself. Yeah. Um, hundred yeah. percent yeah yeah that's what i that's what i thought when you when you said that uh beautiful acknowledgement to me like saying uh that you think i'm brave and i was thinking oh but we are all brave here right like just yeah so doing, true. it's you are doing this podcast and the people listening to the podcast <laughs> and you know it's just wow it's amazing um yeah it feels so good to even say that sometimes i realize maybe we just like i know i spend a lot of time just thinking ahead but like i should be doing more but it's good to actually stop and be like hang on a second like <laughs> yes woman you're doing this you're like doing acknowledging each other and yes yeah. yeah, so if you're listening to this i acknowledge you yes I see you we see you <laughs> we see you you're amazing <laughs> yes really truly we yeah. love you and we acknowledge you so beautiful and even saying this you know maybe that's one thing we could take away uh you and i and when whoever is listening to this beautiful um episode yeah we can also say that to people that we see doing to our friends, to our family, just acknowledge them when they are taking that brave step and when they're saying no to something that doesn't feel in alignment. And, yeah, especially for women, they're starting to share their voice because that can feel very mm. scary to mm. share your voice and to be heard. Um, so, yeah, I really acknowledge you. And, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I, I feel like I don't want to over... Um, take you know too much of your time so I guess we'll we'll slowly come to to the end of the episode but I I wanted to ask you um, if there's if you could in your own words what do you feel it means to break out of the good girl cage and you might not have an answer but <laughs> if you have I'd love to hear what it what it kind of means to you I to me it means authenticity like just being authentic to ourselves in the best way we can with compassion and as we said with Camille was like go out a little bit of the the cage and come back and that's okay (laughs) but being authentic as well to um to be able open honest to yourself to do whatever you want and if you and if one day you said oh I wanted to do this dream but then at the end it didn't work out and then I came back to corporate and then I did this amazing like it doesn't matter because we're not what we do it's just what is authentic to you that is um, 
powerful, beautiful, and and I think that's it. That's the word. Um, being authentic to ourselves. <laughs> that is so beautiful, and I couldn't agree more. And yeah, thank you for saying that, for reminding us of that. It it is brave to to follow that authenticity, and it's okay as well. I would say to not know who we are and what's true authentic when we've mm. lived in the cage mm. for so many years. So it's listening to those little, you know, little whispers, like you said, you know, going to the yoga class, reading the book or whatever. Mm. And, and yeah. Um, Lena, thank you so, 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 so much for, for being here, for all the incredible work that you do, for just who you are. Because like you said, it's not about what we do, but it's about who we are. Um, I've gone to many of your yoga classes and I'd love to do more. I, I absolutely love, uh, love your teachings and um, just I love how you always come back to these teachings even in everyday life. You're just so always willing to listen and to hear and, and take responsibility and to be like, okay, why am I doing this? How am I attracting this? How can I change things? How can I... Yeah, and that's that's really credit to you and to your commitment to doing that. So, so I want to say that to you. Um, and I wanted to ask you if there's anything else you wanted to <laughs> to share uh, that I may have not asked you about that you felt like you wanted to talk about in this in this episode. No, I think um, I I would love to invite uh, to invite everyone here to. Um, to follow us on social media. There is uh, a few retreats and conscious uh, trips that I'm planning and one to India as well at the end of the year. So if, oh yeah. my goodness. So so if, if anyone is interested, that would be um, awesome to have you. And I think that's the only thing I wanted to say. Um, and I guess, yeah, the, the details of the social media will be in the podcast. So yeah. Yes, yeah, I'll awesome. include all so your your I'll include all the, the links in the episode description. But for people uh to find you the easiest way is would you say through your Instagram? I think that would be the easiest. The uh-huh. Yeah. Website, Instagram. I'll include it in the show notes. Um and yes, and you have a retreat that's coming up in Baron Bay as well, as which well. seems so so special and quite intimate and because it's over is it over three nights it is like uh, two nights? it is three nights and it's a small group as well if um if anyone listening to this before then yeah <laughs> before march yeah, yeah, no, yeah march. so it's quite mm-hmm. soon so if you feel it and <laughs> go for it but the indian so trip as well sounds amazing and we'll just keep an eye out for all the i'm sure lots of things coming brewing this year um yeah what a beautiful yeah. beautiful inspiring conversation thank you again for being here and for sharing your voice uh yeah, I, I thank everybody for listening, for being here until the end. I hope that you get something really special out of this. And I just want to inspire you to really keep following your intuition and trusting and know that you're brave and that we acknowledge you and see you in that, in that journey. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lena. Okay, everybody, take care and see you next episode. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode until the very end. I hope you find it super inspirational. I know that I really got away from the conversation with Lena feeling so inspired and yeah, wanted to start to actually think about how I can make some changes in my own life so that I can live more consciously and not live on autopilot and at the mercy of some of the challenges things that have happened in my life so really shifting away from that victim mentality which can be quite a challenging thing to do so as promised I thought I would just give you a couple of journaling prompts that you can take home with you I've also included them in the show notes so if you prefer to see the written version you can just have a look at that So the first question is, how can I take a current challenge that I'm facing right now as an opportunity to evolve? And the second question is, what's a simple daily ritual that I could do every day to fill my own cup? So I hope you find these journaling prompts a good little springboard for you to brainstorm some of the answers that might intuitively come up and remember journaling prompts is more about just letting your pen kind of write and not overthinking too much about what the actual answer is when you journal you start to really access that deeper part of your mind that subconscious and again kind of what we've been discussing with Lena, just moving out of the unconscious and start to actually become a conscious creator by looking at some of the writing that's coming through to you from that deeper place. And from that place, you can then maybe begin to make some changes in your life. So I hope you find this helpful and I cannot wait to be with you again on the next episode until then i send you so so much love bye bye